Shot Callers crew back at it again. Got a little hiatus. Uh, I know that you guys have been checking the Twitter and Instagram feeds. Uh, waiting to see when 48 Minutes crew is going to drop another podcast. Um, we are back at it, Shot Callers. Uh, I am Ben Brown, your host. Uh, we got producer Tim over there with the Beats by Dre headphones on doing his producer thing. Um, and to my left, my brother from another mother, Joshua Odellis Ferellis Pop Fun Co. Odellis Ferellis Hayes. What's good? <laughs> Throwing the Pop Fun Co. in there, yeah, huh? Pop Fun Co. We're trapped in, in the studio with a thousand of them. <laughs> we got a thousand uh, Fun Co. pops wrapped around us. You know what I mean? So. What's going on, man? We, oh, we've we've had a little break. What's going on with you? Man, you guys, I, I just got a big smile on my face sitting here with you two, um, ready to talk NBA basketball. No doubt. So, um, you know, after you do the cleanup, man, I'm ready to go. Absolutely. So, uh, as you all know, we've had some uh, technical difficulties. Sometimes in this business, um, things happen, and that's what happened with us. Producer Tim, um, his producery thing called his laptop. Uh, decided to kick the bucket. That's us playing taps. Uh, but he's back in the game right now. Um, so we are, we're back at it. Uh, we will have all three shows dropped this week uh, with ourself, uh, 48 Minutes with uh, Sean Mackey and producer Tim. Um, and then At Large Bid uh, will drop on Friday, I believe. Um, so we'll have all three shows back up and going. There's tons of things going on. Uh, you know, you've got uh, NCAA push here, people making the tournament, who's in, who's out, who's on the bubble, who's off the bubble. Um, we've got the NBA. we got tons of stuff going on there with trades and moves and people trying to make playoff pushes. So this is where you need to be. You need to be on 48 Minutes Network. You need to be on our socials. You need to be listening to the podcast. Uh, I know we have a, a live uh, pod coming up at Braxton Brewing. Producer Tim, do we have a date for that yet? March 18th is the date for that. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, they do a wonderful job. They have uh, amazing guests come in um, that usually represent UC, NKU, Xavier, uh, guys that have had NCAA tournament experience and give really cool stories about uh, what's been going on and, and how it feels to play in the tournament. So you guys will want to check that out. Uh, producer Tim will be heading up to the Big East tournament here in a couple weeks, um, so he'll have some. I'm sure he'll have a lot of videos and and updates and things like that on uh, going up to the Mecca, the Madison Square Garden. So uh, you'll check him out here in a couple weeks. He'll be up there. Also, tons of coverage. UC Xavier NKU basketball. Um, all three programs right now are are right there on the cusp of making the tournament. So. Be on the lookout for those pods dropping. Also, um, just so many other things going on. So we're excited to be back. Um, there's been a lot going on, Odellis Ferellis Hayes, uh, since we've been gone. Yeah, and, you know, we, we were out just long enough that if we tried to talk about everything, man, we'd probably be here yeah. until tomorrow. We'd yeah. be doing a 24-hour marathon. It would be a straight 24-hour <laughs> shot callers Which podcast. Which actually would be kind of cool because I would love that. I don't know if I, man – Staying up 24 straight hours. I, I mean, I could talk basketball for 24 straight hours. Um, but I, I think people would probably get tired of hearing our voice. So, um, first thing I want to talk about since we are back um, to the All-Star weekend. I mean, how fun was that? How when, fun was All-Star weekend? When's the last time you remember the All-Star weekend being that exciting? 
Dude, it, it's it's been a long it time. It probably has to be when I was a kid. Yeah. It's been a long time. And it, and it started I mean it always starts off with that um the uh, international versus the USA game. Um that's always fun to see those guys. I mean just the young stars playing, guys that are potential all-stars, guys that are guys you're going to be on the lookout for. That game's always fun. Those guys are really competitive, but it kicked off with that cuz I thought that game had a lot a good feel to it as far as the competitiveness. Um, you know, at the end it got a little crazy just because the score was kind of out of hand. But during the game, you got to see a lot of the young talent, R.J. Barrett's and your uh, Zion's, which we'll talk about later. Um, but a lot of those guys on the floor playing against one another, um, it was it was a lot of fun to watch. So I thought it was really cool to see. Uh, uh, Luca. Oh yeah. And Trey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got to do both. Yes. Yes. Which is something we haven't seen in a while. No. So no. They played in the Rising Stars game and then turned around and were both starters. Yeah. In the All Star game, All-Star which game. shows you the level they're on compared to everybody else. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. Because those two, I mean, are head and shoulders in that sophomore class above kind of everybody else, and they're actually kind of becoming the new faces of the league. Um. Luca, of course, he's had a phenomenal year, but really. When you look at Trey, man, he's really, really, really stepped up. I think that Steph, that Steph Curry comparison yes. is uh, it's, it's, almost spot on. Yeah, it, it's starting to become where he's pulling from the logo. Um, he's hitting big shots. Um, and, and you know, Atlanta is trying to build something around him. But he's really kind of taking – kind of getting on that next level of being a face of the league with Luka, um, Zion, some of these younger guys. as Trey. Yeah, as they claim, ice tray the game. So uh, he has really, really done. Uh, had hey, a Jackson great. Jackson Hayes year. didn't play in the Rising Stars. No, game. he didn't. Yeah, I, but I, but <laughs> I was. He was. Uh, he was. I think he was a little bit upset about that. Looking at you his think? Instagram post, he was. Yeah, he was. He was. He was pretty mad about that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that if you look at the league and the Rising Stars game, our league is in good hands. I mean, we've got some phenomenal players and and uh it, the weekend started off with that game which was awesome but we gotta talk all we gotta start slam dunk contest that slam dunk contest uh it's gotta be top three all time uh aaron gordon came back uh trying to win a title um after he was uh robbed the first time he was <laughs> in it so now he tried to come back but there was Derrick Jones Jr. standing in his way. Now, I'm going to throw this out here because we we started the campaign to get Pat Connaughton into the slam dunk contest. I don't care what anybody else says. We started it. 48 Minutes Network. We got him in, and then D-Way screwed him. D-Way screwed him. They gave him that eight, and that, 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 that skewed the whole thing. So, D-Way, if I see you in the streets, I'll just probably say hi. Man, but D-Wade, I'm just saying. You're you catching a lot of fire, too. <laughs> You the one yeah. gave Aaron Gordon a nine. Yeah, then you gave Aaron Gordon a nine at the end. You know what I mean? Like, a dude had four straight fifties. You gonna give him the nine? He, I mean, you think that people weren't gonna look at that? You being a Miami Heat guy and the Miami Heat guys in the finals, and you give the other guy a nine like you Just ain't trying saying. to skew it? I mean, come on. But yeah, one of the greatest dunk competitions that we have, that we have seen. Um, I mean, I put it up there with the Levine Gordon one. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. can absolutely fly. Um, and Aaron Gordon, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you, um, that one dunk off the side of the glass oh where he goodness. caught it one hand and swung it all the way around, 
got to be one of the greatest dunks I've ever seen. I mean, on that dunk alone, I think he should have won. <laughs> I mean, that dunk was that dunk was amazing. Now, I'm not saying that Derrick Jones Jr. didn't have some great dunks because he did. He had some phenomenal no, dunks. No, I'd have to go back and watch it. But yeah, here's my here's my take on it, and I. I don't know if you guys remember we got we have a group text and I actually told Tim in the group text I thought J- Derek Jones Jr. would win the dunk contest. Um, he j- his hops are out of this world. Yeah. Um, and I know Aaron yeah. Gordon's been hurt, but like his hops are out of this world. Yeah. And, you know, I never thought he could top top the dunk that he uh, jumped over the, the mascot, mascot. B- yeah. behind underneath his legs, sitting on the top of his head. Yeah. Dunk. But yeah. He did with that be- dunk off the side of the backboard. I mean, that yeah. was insane. But if, if I'm not mistaken, there were a couple dunks that I think Aaron Gordon did not make on the first try. Yes. Yeah, if there, I'm yeah. not mistaken, yeah. Derrick Jones Jr. never missed the first dunk. Uh, his he, first one. Oh, it was his first dunk, he, he yeah. had, a, a, had a retake. But after that, the rest of them, he was clean. So, I, I really think that uh, the the vote, the the judges were on to something. I heard Shaq talking, like, you know, saying, like, how you, you know, you can't miss the first one and then try the dunk again. And right and get the same effect as if you'd done it the first time. Absolutely, so I think that kind of played in Derrick Jones Jr.'s favor, mm-hmm. and I think that might would have been the end all be all of what caused the dunk contest. Now nobody likes to see a tie, right? No, uh, no, 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 no. That dunk contest probably could have won another five or six rounds, and I'd have been totally cool with it. Yeah, the um, only issue we well, Derrick Jones said that he had more dunks in his bag, which if he did, I, I really want to <laughs> see those. <laughs> but. You know, it, to Aaron Gordon's point, like he was like, "I got four fifties. Like, what else? What else should I have to do to win?" However, like you said, he had misses on his dunks, so I, I don't to miss know. a dunk and then to get a to 50 get a fifty, right? Is yeah, like it's it's kind of not it's kind of not right, but uh, it is what it is. But I, I'll say this: those two put on a show, um, and it only led into. The actual All Star Game. I love the new format. The format was cool, uh, playing it by quarters, and then having a having that one score to get to that one score to win, and and it was a tribute. I mean, of course, the whole weekend was a tribute to Kobe. Uh, but oh, I hope they never change it. I hope uh, yeah. Always well, I think it's gonna. I think it's yeah. I think that they. I think that they were looking at staying that way. Um, and to start off the weekend, you know, Adam Silver, who like we've said before. Uh, the NBA is one of the best leagues in the world, um, but Adam Silver changing that All Star MVP to the Kobe Bryant Award, aces, awesome, awesome. Um, he he deserves a lot of, of credit for that, and I and I think that Adam Silver does an amazing job on that end as far as recognizing what the players want. Um, but you get to that All Star game, and they have those target scores, and to see those guys, I mean, it became legit street ball like we're gonna foul we're gonna push we're gonna play I mean we saw James Harden James Harden play def- I mean try to lock down defensively I mean he you got too. yeah you got Giannis blocking LeBron you got guys pushing and I mean I mean the guys are getting cut and fouled I mean I legit we almost have thought never there was seen gonna that. be a technical yeah Absolutely. I mean, the, because – and, of course, the officials are in a bad spot because they're like, if I call a foul, everybody's going to – I'm like, we're, they're not here to see us call fouls. Like, so they're kind of laying back a little bit. And, and those guys, to see them compete like that. At a point, the, it had to be a real game. Yeah. I, I mean, on the floor, the – you had to argue the 10 best players in the league are on the floor. Giannis, 
LeBron, uh, Harden, Westbrook. Uh, I mean, you're looking down the line. I mean, there's all kinds. I do of- got to put my coach's hat on here for uh, when we get to talking about this because yeah. I felt like Giannis's team could have had a different team on the floor, yeah. and I think it might have benefited him a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. Um, and I actually think that's what caused him to lose the yeah. game. Yeah. But so. You know, I think there was some little partialism going on to the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, definitely, uh, I'm I'm with you a thousand and was it? Hold on, was Lowry? Was Kyle Lowry? Yes, on the, Kyle, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, on the Lowry floor. pretty much played the whole fourth quarter. Spicy P was Spicy P on yes. the floor at the end. I'm telling you, like it was like you're sitting there watching, and it's like that's what you want. You want those guys to compete. You want those guys to and the you know. And you're seeing them argue fouls in an all-star game. Argue fouls in an all-star game. When was the last time we've seen it? It's kind of in the 80s. 80s, 90s when those guys were really competitive with the all-star game. To see those guys go out there and actually compete um, was a great tribute. Uh, I think it was a great tribute to Kobe, uh, the Mamba mentality. You could see all those guys flip that switch, man, and they were like. So so before we get, get into it. the details, mm-hmm. so let's start back with the the uh, Rising Stars game. Uh huh. We gave that all thumbs up. Yeah. We didn't touch on the three point contest. Oh yeah, which, uh, Buddy, my Buddy, <laughs> letting it rain. Not only, not only, not only did Buddy Hield win, but how he won. Yes. That that last round was crazy. Yes. Buddy Hill. Buddy Hill hit the last. He had his last five because his, his last rack was all money balls, right? Hit his last five to win. Get that money, over, buddy. Over, yeah. Oh, yeah. He got his money. And he's going, yeah, he's legit. Uh, but, uh, you know, Devin Booker put together two really good rounds, man. And it's funny because they were all all the shooters. I mean, because you got Reggie Miller there. I mean, he's, you know, he's looking at shots. And he's like, man, those guys don't even use any legs. Like, they're just, it's just a So, what was it? Wrist. Booker hit 27 and then yeah. uh, Buddy came back and hit 28. 28. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, yeah, th- those two were guns blazing, man. It was, it was fun to watch, and I, and I never would have thought that anybody could have got that twenty-seven. Because once Booker came out and hit that twenty-seven, I was like, oh, that's it, that's ball game. And Buddy, sure enough, I so mean, then, he, he I came through. You guys saw this going around on the web. I, I thought there could this could have possibly happened that Zach Levine was going to enter the dunk contest. And if I don't know if you guys saw what he was practicing online, oh, he was trying to do a yeah. 360 from the free throw line. Yeah, I saw what that. What in the world? <laughs> that is shut. That, if he had hit that, that would have shut the contest down. Like, you wouldn't be allowed to go to the next round. Yeah. Like you would have to give him more yeah. than 50. Yeah, you're like, here you go. This is this is this excludes you from having to do any other dunk. So you talked about uh, the dunk contest being one of your – maybe one of your top three of all time. Yeah, absolutely. So – Let's Absolutely. take a couple minutes and talk about dunk contests because, you know, growing up, as you got my man, uh, producer Tim here and I, were Bulls fans. Mm-hmm. What we got to see when we were younger mm-hmm. was superstars compete in the skills competitions. Oh, yeah. So you had the Reggie Millers and the Larry Birds in the three-point contest. You had Jordan, Dominique, and Larry Nate, like in the dunk contest. Absolutely. So like we were watching stars. those guys that mm-hmm. were playing in the All-Star game. At the end of the game, you're talking about the top ten players in the league oh, yeah. doing these competitions. Absolutely. So my personal for me, like the Jordan-Dominique dunk contest was yeah. number one all time because of 
the the hype of who was in it. Oh yeah. Um, and you know back then they they maybe didn't have the creativity of what the guys have now. Right. But the atmosphere, mm-hmm. um, the skill level, mm-hmm. and then again, uh, you know the game the the dunk contest being in Chicago. Oh yeah. Uh, that was up there. Um, Vince Carter, what he did in two thousand. Yep. Uh, I still hold him individually as the greatest dunk contest just based off of what he did. Yeah. Um, I actually still think Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon's dunk contest was better than the one this year. Uh, I think both of them put on some crazy dunks. Yeah. And uh, I think this one is like right there. Right there with that one. Yeah. Um, I would, and I would say too, that with the, uh, the only issue I had with not issue it's not an issue but the vince carter one was so lopsided because he was so good like like i don't he is definitely one of the best dunkers but that contest wasn't very good because he 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 hands down just shut the game down like it was was, he was the first person i ever seen he did a dunk right and everybody yeah quiet yeah that's what i'm saying like Like, what in the world just happened (laughs) like he shut the whole thing down so like if i'm if you're looking at content i'm like i'm like yeah that's 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 why I said him individually. Yeah, him individually. Yeah, he he definitely shut the game down. So, but yeah, it, it's um man to have to have that kind of competition and to have those guys go at it like it. Yeah, it's you know the, this it was last amazing. one, Aaron Gordon kind of already made a name for himself mm-hmm. in the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. You know, Derek Jones Jr. is in. Eh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We know. I mean, we know who he is because we follow the league. But right. like, I think there was a couple people like who's who Derek is Jones? this guy? Pat <laughs> right. You know? Right. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, Dwight Howard, right? Hit he won one one time. I mean, the guy's yeah. seven foot tall. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So then you know the skills competition. Yes. Uh, which was won by Bam. Yeah, Bam out of Bayou wins the skills competition, and he looked really smooth doing it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, well, I mean, it was two bigs in the finals, him and Sabonis. I mean, that tells you how far our league has come. And I know a lot of the commentators have said that is that. Our league has come so far with those guys. You have to have those skills in order to be competitive. Like you and have I, to be able to shoot the jump shot. I don't you want have to dumb this to... down, and I don't think that people realize how great this guy was. But I'm wondering if everybody knows that Sabonis is actually Arvidas Sabonis's son. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And who, for, for people who never got to watch that guy play, Phenomenal. I know he was slow. I know he was a big guy, but like, man, did he have such a great basketball yeah. IQ? And and if they had seen him play, uh, I know people only got to see him play in the NBA, but yeah. they had seen him play overseas like in his prime. In his prime, that guy was he was lights out. So there is he a reason why Sabonis is an All Star, and he's actually a good ball player. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of runs in his family. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so yeah, we get to the All Star game, mm-hmm. and um, you know. I like the, the, the whole charity thing, and, you know, I, I really thought when the teams were picked, like Giannis' team didn't even have a chance. Yeah. I really did. I, yeah. I was like, oh, my Lord, like they're going to get decimated. Well, yeah, yeah. But, so first quarter goes Team LeBron. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kawhi comes out and just lights the <laughs> gym up. I was going to say, didn't he hit like eight three-pointers? No smile, that? no just all business. <laughs> and I'm like, what in the world? I mean, just dagger after dagger after dagger. I play for keeps. <laughs> <laughs> but then the second quarter, Giannis came out and just started bullying everybody. Yeah. I mean, 
I think they said every shot he made in that quarter except for one was a dunk. Yeah. And then he made a three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he literally was like, I dunk on I dunk on all of them. I, it just I dunk on them. Overpowering everybody. And then uh, the, the the third quarter came out, and it was kind of back and forth. And, yeah. Uh, I don't remember who won the third quarter. I think Giannis I think Giannis' team yeah, won. Giannis so, I was kind of confused on the format at first, but then going into the fourth quarter, they tallied up the score. Yeah. LeBron's team was down nine. Nine. But Giannis's team had won two quarters. Yeah. So then they implemented the total target score, the target score mm-hmm. which was obviously in honor of Kobe 24th. Yep. And then all of a sudden, we might have watched the greatest quarter of NBA basketball ever. Yeah. With all stars. Yeah. Going at it. Going at it. I mean, absolutely insane. It was producer yeah. Tim. I know you're not really talking um, today, but we do kind of want to get your take on what you thought of the uh, the target score quarter. So, you know, if you'd like to take a couple minutes and give me in, because I know you were excited about it as well. Yeah, I really dug it. Um, I thought it was cool because it had a lot of. Um, so I worked when I first started doing credentials, like credential media stuff. I worked the uh, TBT, mm-hmm. and they have the Elam ending in their games. Yeah, they do. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, but what they do is at the five minute mark, they'll see like what the scores are, and that's how they'll determine like the final thing. So, it's fun. It makes it a little bit more competitive. Like you said, it has like a street ball feel to it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like you're playing five on five at like the park. Um, so I dug it. I think it's a really cool thing. I hope they, you know, I think it's going to stay and I I was a big fan of it. So I thought All-Star Weekend was great. Uh, It was cool to see my guy in the dunk contest, talk to him for a couple minutes. Yeah. The white man can't jump tribute. Like it was so cool. I was so happy for him. Um, Hey, he's got some bunnies, man. Yeah, he does. He does. I think he had the highest vertical in the combine for like five or six years there. So. Um, Rising Stars Challenge. Just seeing John ja and Zion play together was so fun. Yeah. And yeah, man, I loved All Star Weekend. I'm happy we got regular basketball now. So I'm happy to be back doing pods again. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So Ben, um, one of, one of the things I wanted to take away from it, and this this, because I you know I like to be the downer. Mm-hmm. I like to be the the controversy guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't like how the game ended. I didn't like the fact that the game ended on free throws. On a free throw. So, if Adam Silver is listening to me, which I doubt that he is, but you know, if there's a chance that he that he catches wind of, of our podcast and he becomes a fan and mm-hmm. we get this great deal with the NBA, and next thing you know, I'm just I'm, we're, I'm rambling. We're, we're, yeah, we're set <laughs> setting the game. You know? I wish. Um, I would like to see two things happen: the mm-hmm. game can't end on free throws. Okay. And then taking it back super old school, like mm-hmm. when we play 21, like you have to win by two. Well, to win by two. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So down one, you hit a dagger to win the game. Yep. Or um, the like game that. has to be tied and you got to make a shot. I like so, like, that. Even, even, if, even if the game's tied and there's a foul, yeah. you can't win off two you free throws. You can't win off two free throws. It has to be next basket wins. Oh, I like that. Um, I think that alone – yeah, takes like it to that. a whole different level. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's that that is that, that would truly give it a street ball feel. Because then you're like, oh yeah, we can't, we gotta hit, we can't hit free throw. Yeah, I I, I didn't like that part where they ended on free throws. Um, to, the other one that would be awesome. You know what's crazy too? 
Um, I don't know if you guys remember at the end of the game, Anthony Davis had two free throws. Mm-hmm. He missed the first on one. On purpose. I really think he missed it on purpose. <laughs> he did. I really do. Yeah. Just, he did. I, I, I think he was trying to bring excitement to it. But, um, yeah, yeah the, the whole free throw thing kind of bummed me because I was watching the game. And I'm like, man, I was like, Giannis' team might actually win this thing. Right. <laughs> I was like, how in the world would they ever win this game? Yeah. And then, yet they were there about to win it. But something that bothered me is that Giannis had some guys on his team that I think could have helped that was not yeah. on the floor. Uh, so if you look at the rosters, uh, Luca was a starter for LeBron's team and didn't even play in the fourth quarter, I don't think. No. Uh, or if he did, he didn't play much at all. Well, I think he started – I think – no, no, no. I, I, I think – I'd have to go back and look. Yeah, I'd have to look at I it. I just right? remember there was a point where no one got subbed in. No. Like everybody was just sitting on the bench and I'm like – you know, I understand it's an all-star game. You're trying to win, but, like, there's guys on the bench that can help, help you. Help you, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and those dudes had – I mean, they were I, – I think it was more of a pride thing for them, I guess. Well, like, Giannis' team was running with Kemba and Kyle yeah. Lowry, and I'm like, LeBron's team had every guy on the floor was 6'8". Eight. I mean, it was like <laughs> – Big dudes. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. They had Chris Paul out there. And yeah. Let me tell you guys, Chris Paul still got a lot in the tank. Man. My Lord. He caught that oop. Man. I didn't know he had that in him. Yeah. I did not I, know he had no. that in him. Um, and, and, he's never dunked in a game before, ever. Uh, no. I don't, like, so actually, like, yeah. Really? Yeah. I think they said it was his second dunk ever. He'd never caught a oop before. I think that's wow. what it was something crazy like that. But, yeah. I, he um, caught it easy. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean hey, he's yeah he's sh- legit. Shout out to the State Farm commercial with Carlton. <laughs> with Carlton, Carlton Banks is the real Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah, those are awesome. <laughs> but you want to talk about? I don't even I can't even call it really a resurgence. Um, but but Chris Paul uh, and OKC has been so fun to watch, and I know we talked about that before. But man, has he been fun? And and he did an interview the other night after the game. Um, and he was just talking about the basketball just being his happy place. So, yeah. So, yeah, he was just super – he's been super good. He's been su- – they said he leads the league in clutch points. I mean – Who else is it going to be? Yeah, who else is it going to be? Yeah, it has to be him. So, um, not to get off on a tangent, but, yeah, Chris Paul has been really, really good. And he's been really good for that OKC team. Um Teaching those guys how to win late, teaching those guys how to win big games. Uh, so shout out to him and State Farm for those bomb commercials. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so um, All Star Game in a nutshell, All Star Weekend in a nutshell was awesome. Um, another thing that I wanted to touch on: Zion's return. So we've seen him put up back to back career highs in scoring. He scored. 31 in one night and then turned around and scored 32 in another. Um, he's been a monster as far as, uh, you know, scoring and rebounding. Um, he's come back and given that Pelicans team a lot of life um, because now they feel like they're actually fighting for a playoff spot. Um, so to get him back on the floor um, has been huge. So what do you, what do you think about, Zion's return and how it's kind of gone so far. Well, <laughs> sorry, I, I don't know if you guys heard that, but we'll, yeah. Anyway, 
So, Zion's return. <laughs> um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, we both picked Zion to win Rookie of the Year. Yep. And he missed a good half of the season, mm-hmm. if not more. I don't know exactly how many games he missed. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we could look it up and find out. There is part of me that says the hype is so real that he still has a chance to win Rookie of the yeah. Year. I mean, yeah, I mean, absolutely. he's that good. Absolutely. And if you guys have never got to watch him play in college, and even before college, the hype of him in high school, uh, the hype is maybe more than real. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen a guy that big, that thick, that mm-hmm. strong – be able to be as agile and mobile as he is. And he's so much faster than everybody else on the floor with his quickness and agility. I've never seen a guy miss a shot and get his own rebound so fast and put it back up before everybody doesn't even realize what's going on. Oh, yeah. Um, and he doesn't even understand the game yet. The, no. He doesn't understand the NBA game yet. No. But his athleticism alone is better than 99% of the people in the league. Yeah. Uh, he is going to be a one-of-a-kind talent if he can stay healthy. Yeah. I and, would like yeah. to see him maybe lose some weight just to to preserve his body. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never seen a guy. His knees have to take a pounding with the, the springs that he just gets up and comes down. Yeah. I bet he's close to 300 pounds. Uh, yeah. They list him at, what, two – Hold on, I can look it up here. They they listed Zion. They listed him at two eighty four. Yeah, he's probably pushing yeah. three hundred. Yeah, yeah, he's he's an Eminem away from three hundred. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think that if he could play around the two sixty range. Yeah. Uh, remember when LeBron came in? I always thought they lied about LeBron's weight. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like he's six eight, two fifty. Like nah, bruh. Like LeBron's yeah. easily about two eighty. Yeah. I mean, LeBron was a brick house. He had to lose weight. You could tell LeBron's thinned out. Yep. And it's lot. probably helped his game a lot. I think Zion. They're gonna have to put him on some type of diet to get him to thin out to do the same thing. Yeah. But I do like and dislike the fact that Zion was not in the NBA because I felt like the all the hype of the rookies mm-hmm. was Zion. Yeah. We got to see the emergence of a couple other rookies. Yep. Uh, especially one being Ja Morant, yep. who is absolutely spectacular. Yeah. He's been phenomenal. But what I always have liked in the NBA is parody. And I think that Ja Morant's parody to Zion's height. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I think Ja Morant was undervalued coming in. So I know yeah. we're talking about Zion, but like I think that they what they got was a really good duo yeah. of rookies that are far and above a head shoulders that everybody Yeah, I, I think it's more uh, – yeah, I definitely think that those two, will, they're always going to be linked together. I think they played um, AAU together. Yeah, they played a, they were on the same – they were on the same AAU team, which is <laughs> freaking – which is bonkers. I don't know how that happens. But, um, but yeah, they're always going to be linked together um, just because of their athleticism, uh, the way they play the game, um, and they were the – I would say they were the two best rookies coming out of this class um, with R.J. Barrett. Um, so I think they're always going to be linked together. Um, Zion, <clears throat> in his nine games back, I believe is averaging 23 points and 7.3 rebounds. 
Um, I think the thing that has surprised me the it's most on a minute restriction. Yeah, on a minute restriction. So I, I think the thing that surprised me the most about him is how well his game is translated to the NBA game. Um, I just don't think that there are guys comparable to him to what he can do. Um, he's a lot like Charles Barkley was when he first got into the league. Um, you know, Charles Barkley was a guy that could get a rebound and go coast to coast and dunk it. Um, he was explosive. Um, he led the league in rebounding for a lot of years, being only 6'4". Um, he had to learn how to control his eating and his weight in order for him to be the most effective, which he was in 93. Um, when he won the MVP, he was he was probably in his best physical shape. Um, so it'll be great to see Zion, I think, at about, like you said, 265, two, 265, 270. Um, learn how to control his diet and his eating habits um, to see where he'll actually be able to go. I think that I think that he's got the potential to he's got MVP potential as far as leading the league. Um, but I think those are some of the things he's going to have to control because I think the weight is going to only hinder him um, as far as his his mobility and and health. You know, because that's the biggest thing. He's got to stay healthy. So. Um, I think that he's got the potential to be a future MVP. Um, the way he's able to get to the basket, the way he's able to explode to the basket, um, he's going to develop a jump shot. Most most guys do, um, and he's going to have young talent around him that's only going to make him better. So uh, I'm excited to see him. It's been a great nine game return for him, um, averaging 23 and seven, um, and he's only going to get better. So. I'm excited to see what he's going to offer um, the rest of the way out and throughout. Uh, but I really do hope, like you said, I hope he loses a little bit of weight um, in order to just protect his body in general. So. Yeah, just off the top of my head, I'm, I'm trying to think um, rookies that have kind of made an impact this year. Uh, of course, you know, the first three, you got R.J. Barrett at the mm -hmm. Knicks. I mean, he's having a pretty good uh, season. Mm -hmm. uh, Tyler Hero with the Heat. Yeah. Uh, P.J. Washington with the Hornets. Uh, Kendrick Nunn Nun with the yeah. Heat. Uh, Darius Kobe. Baisley. Yep. Kobe. Uh, uh, you knew I was going to mention Kobe White. Hutchamore uh, <laughs> uh, actually has had a fairly big I was going to say Rui. Rui. Yeah, yeah, Clark. Yeah, they've um, had, there's yeah. been a good group of. Mm -hmm. It's a good crop. I rookie mean, class. And I hope those guys keep it up because I always feel like sometimes you look at rosters and after like the first, you know, six or seven guys on a team that the talent pool drops mm -hmm. off. But um, we're going to talk about trades and, and the, the playoff push here in a second. And I think there's some teams that like top to bottom are like pretty loaded. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, where you don't skip a beat. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah. I can't wait to watch Zion the rest of the season. I'm so glad that the Pelicans – was cautious enough to hold him out. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were talking about him only missing the first few weeks of the season, and then there he misses three months or whatever it was, and which is okay. I mean, which you got to get your body right, make sure you feel. Oh good, yeah, I, I, I'm happy. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm happy. I'm they did glad that. to see a, a a happy, healthy Zion. Zion. Yeah, yeah, I like him. Yeah. Pelicans got to make the playoffs, right? We got to get that Lakers Pelicans playoff. Yeah, that'll be fun. Hey that'll man, I tell you fun. what, not this year. I, I I'm saying this, not this year. But maybe a year, two years from now, Lord, the Pelicans are going to be a mess yeah, to deal with. Yeah. Because 
I know that the Lakers are trying to win now. Mm-hmm. But the Pelicans got the way better end of the deal in that in the long term, especially with the way Brandon Ingram has been balling out of control. Yeah, I almost I, I, I almost think the Lakers are like, man, we should have kept him. And 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 Lonzo too. I mean, Lonzo's. Uh, be- yeah, <laughs> but Lonzo too. Though Lonzo's been been huge for them down there. Um, uh, the his his move out of L.A. has actually benefited his game a ton. Changed his shooting form. Um, he's wearing shoes that don't that don't hurt his feet. You know, so he's you know he's he's doing well. So that Pelican team is going to be a problem. Um, before we go any further, um, I do want to bring up uh, the Dwayne Wade retirement ceremony uh, last night. Um, I don't know if anybody got a chance to watch that, um, but uh, Miami Heat, which most most franchises do a really wonderful job of of um, of when you retire a, a player's um, jersey, but when you're talking about Dwayne Wade and what he meant for uh, the Miami Heat franchise, um, to see them honor him in a way um, with the tributes and and the way that he went out last night with his speech. Uh, giving a lot of credit to Kobe Bryant and and uh, and the city of Miami and Wade County and all that stuff. It was really cool to see uh, all that stuff trying to kind of culminate last night uh, in his Jersey retirement. Um, one of my favorite memories of Dwayne Wade is the uh, <laughs> it's the Anderson Verjao dunk. Oh my lord! Where he where he catches Anderson? Oh, he catches him and then he steps over him. And I'm, I, and I always think about that. Now, Dwayne Wade's had a ton of different memories and moments, but that one for me um, is one of my absolute favorites. So um, he meant a lot to that franchise. That franchise was kind of fledgling at the time, but then they got Shaq, and you put Shaq with Wade, and then it they just kind of boss him. But even when you know Shaq leaves, you bring in a LeBron, you bring in a Chris Bosh, which, side note, I'm really pissed Bosh didn't make the Hall of Fame. He'll get um, in though. Yeah, but I, I I don't know if uh, I think it was hard to put him in with Garnett. Garnett, yeah, there's yeah, but I don't know. Anyway, side note, but anyway, uh, Dwayne Wade for that franchise was always the the you know stable guy, the guy that they always knew was going to be there. Um, the greatest move that he ever made though was having LeBron come in and saying LeBron. This is your team. The humility of that after you've led this team to a championship and you've done all the things to be able to step back and say, okay, you're the guy now. I need, we need to work together, but I need you to lead in order for us to win more championships. Um, I think that move right there shows you what you need to see about D Wade. And he was about competition and winning um, all the way to the end. I mean, he, you know, his last season, his last season, I mean, he's a guy that could have played at least two or three more seasons. I mean, it's it's not a question, but um, to see him go out the way he did was really cool. So, uh, shout out D Wade, uh, yeah. very impressive. So for me, uh, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. Um, you know, I was a big Mi- Miami Heat, not a real fan, but a fan of the Miami Heat right, when they first right. came into the league because I was like, dude, their uniforms are dope. Oh yeah. Uh, I wish they'd wear them again. Here's the black one. Yeah, the red. It said heat with yeah. the little fire symbol. Yep. Ones. Uh, yep. So yeah. you know, I was a big fan of Harold Miner when he was in college, and you know, he got drafted to the Heat. And mm-hmm. It kind of made me watch. And they had Zoe and 
Hardaway. I mean, they had a couple of teams that were decent back mm-hmm. then, but you know, they always ran into the buttsaw that was Michael Jordan. Yeah. So you know, the Heat never really got to get the the, the notoriety of of all that. So then comes Dwayne Wade, a kid out of Marquette, who um, I think he kind of put himself on the map in the tournament when they played UK. And he had that triple double. Yep. And, that exact uh, that game. was kind of like what Rosie. Uh, the 06 finals, I mean, it'll probably be the staple of his career. I mean, yeah. he physically, after being down, look, took the entire series over. It was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Dude, he was rocking Converse then. Yeah, he single-handedly. He if there's ever been a guy that won a finals MVP after starting off a series not so great mm-hmm. and then literally just turned it on like a switch and like just was like an assassin for like the next five games. My favorite story of that finals is – um. The Pat Riley story when they left Dallas if they were down 2-0. And he's like, I guess they made the comeback. He's like, you guys are only bringing one suit. Because that was back when Game 6 and Game 7 wasn't rotating. And Pat Riley's like, you're only bringing one suit. He's like, we're not coming back here without a title, so only bring one suit with you. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so you saw how That's you said your, your memory of him was dunking on Barajal. My my all-time, like, iconic snapshot of him is throwing the oop to LeBron. Oh, yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. him, before LeBron even dunks it, he already <laughs> knows it's good, and he's, like, walking out of the picture with his hands uh-huh. out like this. I mean, maybe one of the most iconic moments in NBA history. Like, yeah. whoever took that picture. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's, you were, is rich. You are gold. LeBron had the two best, like, photos in the NBA. Oh, yeah. That one and the one in the Kobe tribute. The Kobe tribute dunk, yeah. I tell you what, someone took a picture in the All-Star game of Giannis and LeBron. Oh, yeah. And it had, like, everybody in the background standing up watching. Yep. Cameras out. Like, yeah. I think that, to me, kind of defined the All-Star game. Mm -hmm. I know I went off tangent, but, like, uh, that defined the All-Star game. I was like, wow, what a great picture of All-Star weekend. Absolutely. Of the two captains going up against each other. But, yes, um, I know that uh, with our show, we never got a chance to talk about the, the whole Kobe mm-hmm. uh, situation, and we're not going to go into it. I think it's already been touched enough. And, mm-hmm. you know, producer Tim and I, who have never really been super fans of Kobe, um, I'm going to lump Dwayne Wade into this conversation. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's registered yet, but as much as I think that we were very, very, very underappreciative of Kobe Bryant okay. and took him for granted of what he was and what he did. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people are going to do the same thing or have done the same thing with Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Um, I think that we took for granted what we had uh, of a special, not only player, but yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people realize who Dwayne Wade is off the court yeah. and a lot of the things he did. And if anybody's ever seen the one uh, Budweiser commercial that they did with him. Oh, yeah. Where uh, they oh, brought yeah. in the jerseys and the, and the yeah, man. That, you want to talk about uh, like a Tear really jerker. tearjerker. Yep. Um, you know, what he did for the, 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 the shooting down at the high school. I mean, just yep. all the things that he does. Yeah, he was in Chicago. He did so much. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 um, the things that he does outside of basketball to try mm-hmm. to help people, um, I think is amazing. And, you know, um, I have a conversation all the time about people doing good things, but mm-hmm. then people also being a good person. Right. I think Dwayne Wade is both. Both. I think he does good things and he is a great person. So. Yeah. Shout out to D Wade. Uh, he's already missed. I thought his retirement season was one of the greatest things. Mm-hmm. The way they they sent him and Kobe off in their retirement seasons, I thought was awesome. So. Yeah, 
all. <laughs> you don't get that kind of love, Paul Pierce. You don't get no farewell tour. Shout out Draymond. <laughs> you don't get that kind of love. You ain't Kobe. Oh man. This whole like new setup with having two mics and boosting around is a little weird. <laughs> it's a little, yeah, it is. It's a little it's uncomfortable. A little, it's a little yeah, well, bit. Uh, not a third mic because they wouldn't have heard whatever happened out. There. Whatever happened. <laughs> oh, I stubbed, I stubbed my toe. <laughs> yeah, I stubbed my toe. Uh, I was this, is, say, this is reality. You want reality? We got your reality. It's gonna be hard to edit that out. Right. I leave it in because it's human. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I did it all the time with like my recap videos. Like I just like do my yeah. dumb shit before we go live. And, yeah, like, no doubt. Whatever. But I was going to say, like, do you guys think, like, Paul Pierce is going to be kind of in that category, too? Because, honest to truth, yeah. he is one of, like, the he's, 60 best of all time. Yeah, absolutely. His jersey is retired at the Boston absolutely. Garden. He's a finals MVP. He's got all-stars. Yep. Like, I yeah. don't love him as an analyst. Nope. But he could ball. Yeah. I, th- I think he is kind of in that same boat. Um, I-, I think that when you, when you look at Paul Pierce overall, uh, people kind of forget. I mean, when Shaquille O'Neal gives you – uh, the nickname of the truth. I mean, you had to have some kind of, um, you had to have some kind of impact. So it, it's, I think he's kind of in that same boat. I would agree with you on that, producer Tim. That Paul Pierce is is a guy that you you look at and you're like, man, you look at all the accolades and all the things that he was able to accomplish. Um, he is kind of, he's almost kind of forgotten almost, like. Like people don't really realize uh, what he was able to uh, able to accomplish. I mean, a four-time All NBA uh, NBA champion. He was a ten-time All Star. Um, but the thing about you know Paul Pierce is that he hit so many big shots um, down the stretch for those team for those championship teams. He hit so many big shots. I mean, shoot, the two thousand five, two thousand six. He averaged twenty six point eight. The next year, he averaged twenty five. Um, yeah, they, they went to. The yeah, so I mean, yeah, I think he's in that. I would agree with you. I think he's in that same boat, um, where you won't, you don't realize how much he was able to accomplish, how much he was able to do until you look at it. You know how you know how uh, producers can pull up stats and mm-hmm. and th- there was a crazy stat I saw one day that said that Paul Pierce actually was. Uh, top three most clutch players all time in either making or assisting on a game-winning shot. It was something weird like that. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow, I never even realized that. that it's very baseball-y. You, right? It, it is baseball right? Pulling out the analytics on us. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think a lot of people don't even realize, like, the, the trauma that he went through. You know, dude got stabbed and almost died. Yeah. You know, and, and – Still don't really know the 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 uh, motive behind all that, but then he come back. He came back and still played at a super high level. Yeah, you know. Then you got the the leg injury. Yep, <laughs> the where he got carried off the court <laughs> and came back. And uh, obviously, we kind of know the backstory behind that. But uh, you know, he was a really, really, really. I don't know if I can catapult him into great player. Um, I think he was on the verge of being a great player, mm-hmm. um, but when I think of greatness, there's probably like ten guys right. that I that that um, and you know we're gonna do the list one day and that'll be on there. Oh yeah. But uh, what he meant for the city of Boston alone, I, I think, yeah. kind of catapults him. You know, he he's kind of what to Boston, what, minus the other you know sixteen championships that they got. Yeah. But uh, that he's the he's the big poppy. Of the Celtics, 
Okay. I think that's that, I think that's what I think. He's the guy that that um he's the guy that I think did all the unsung things, got the big hits, hit the big shots, and got them where they needed to be. I mean, if you think about pretty pretty much this is completely off topic, but you know, if you think about Big Poppy as far as baseball wise, like Big Poppy was always the guy that led the charge. He was always the guy that got the big hit or hit the big home run. Like that was kind of Paul Pierce to me. And this is totally off base, but um, <laughs> uh, sorry for in, the baseball reference. I, you, know, the, the, <laughs> yeah. you were at my wedding. I yeah. lived in Boston yeah. when Big Poppy was in his prime. Yeah, and uh, I was there in '04 when they won the World Series, mm-hmm. and I was there in '07 when they won the World Series. Mm-hmm. And, uh, let me tell you guys. Uh, I know we don't talk baseball. I have never seen a guy be more clutch. Oh yeah, in in a big time situation. Than what I watched that guy in those two playoffs oh, down yeah. down, oh three, mm-hmm. bottom of the ninth. Oh yeah, absolutely. He had so many big hits. I'm telling you, it, it, ridiculous. They came back from three zero to win the series, mm-hmm. and then the uh, World Series and against the Cardinals in oh seven um, might have been the greatest World Series performance ever seen by yeah. a player. Yeah. So that's what I think when I think of Pierce, like. Clutch shots, big plays, big moments. I can see that. Yeah. So, um, shout out, shout out when we were talking about Dwayne Wade, unsung players, Paul Pierce. We went down a rabbit hole, but it's all right, you know what I mean? Because that's what we do. Um, so, last topic I want to talk about really quick: um, the playoff moves, playoff push for some of these teams. Some of the guys that have been picked up. Um, Houston trying to go small. They get rid of Clint Capella. Um, both the Morris twins moved to LA now. I wonder if they're going to get a shared apartment. Um, and <laughs> and uh, uh, Reggie Jackson, the Clippers, um, the Memphis moves. I mean, there have been a lot of different things going on here. Um, first one I want to kind of discuss really quick is Houston. Um, they get rid of Capella, um, and they're going to try to go small lineup. Now, my only, my only idea and thought on this is that I'm not sure if they're trying to do like the death lineup from Golden State where they go there where they went Igadala, Durant, Clay, Curry, and Draymond was the center. So I don't know if they're trying to match that kind of feel. Um I like Clint Capella, but I think we're at an age where um I'm not I don't know. Is it where the center position is kind of the traditional center position's kind of dying? Where people are trying to, you know, go small and try to say that you can win small, uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, but Houston makes that move, um, and, and now they're going to try to play small ball. Um, I don't know if that's going to work, man. I, I think, <laughs> I think that you got to have some kind of size, um, especially if you're going to have the possibility of facing Anthony Davis, Javale McGee. Montrez Harrell, uh, any of those guys that have big guys that can, you know, can get to the basket, can make I, – I, I don't feel comfortable saying, okay, P.J. Tucker, you got Anthony Davis. Or, okay, P.J. Tucker, go guard. I mean – It's, go, fun, it's uh, funny you say that like, because the first day after the trade, the Houston played the Lakers, and they handled them pretty good. Yeah, which is – yeah. Yeah, it's true. But I, I don't know if you can do that over a seven-game stretch. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a lot to ask of guys to not have a whole lot of size and right. and, and you know what I mean, so um, 
I don't know. I do like the Morris twins. I like actually I like both of those moves. Um, I think Marcus to me Marcus is the better twin, and he went to the Clippers. Um, I like that move for them. Um, I also like the fact that they picked up Reggie Jackson. I think that's going to be a big move for them. Um, Mark Keefe, is that how you pronounce the Mark other twin? Keefe. Is yes. it Mark Keefe Morris? Went to the Lakers. Um, it gives them a little bit more depth, but I'm not sure really how much. I'm not sure really how much it's going to help them at all. Um, to me, I think the Clippers made the better moves because I think they've got better fits in adding more depth. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's just been a lot of different moves by these teams out west that are trying to make little playoff pushes. Uh, what do you think about that, Josh? So. Um, there are a lot of teams that are on the outside looking in yeah. that need to make playoff pushes. And the thing that's caught my eye the most, and I know this was the team that, that producer Tim was kind of excited about. And, you know, we talked about it all because uh, they signed to big, uh, they signed Buddy Hill to a big deal, but the Kings, mm-hmm. um, they are in a position to where they could attempt to try to slide in and get one of those last spots. Now, they are five games out of the last spot, mm-hmm. but uh, they came out of the All-Star break swinging, man. Like, just yeah. beat the Clippers last night. Uh, so, I think they uh, are in a position to where uh, they may be able to do something. But the two teams, or the three teams in front of them that are also pushing are the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. who we just talked about, who are literally every single game you watch is exciting all mm-hmm. of a sudden. And they're all close, and they're they're winning close games, they're losing close games. So every night their game can swing one way or the other. Right. We've said this already. Uh, a, a Greg Popovich coach team we will never count out until it's the last day. Agree. Uh, they are three and a half games out of the final spot. And then you got Portland, who – uh, we think are just underachieving right now. Yeah. Uh, who played in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, Carmelo's actually still balling. Absolutely. Uh, he's not skipping a beat. And they are three and a half games out. And then, long behold, who holds the number eight spot in the Western Conference, the Memphis Grizzlies, mm-hmm. who we did not give a chance <laughs> you know what, to make the playoffs. And here they are at 500. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that because of Ja Morant. Yeah. Uh, the way he can control a game. His poise as a rookie is insane. Um, I skipped the middle teams because as much as I think the Western Conference is pretty tight, mm-hmm. uh, OKC, I don't see him, you know, pushing to the finals. Uh, I still feel like Utah's missing something. Uh, I still feel like Denver's missing something, mm-hmm. even though they're number two in the West. And then you got... I, I, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Rockets. Um, I think those are all the three teams that made the most moves to put themselves in position. And the Clippers uh, are seven games out of the top spot. But I have said this. The Clippers, I think in their mind, don't need to be anywhere yeah. at number one. If they're the number two to number three seed, okay. definitely the number two seed. Uh, if that series goes – If that series goes – Mm-hmm. LA versus LA. Does it really matter who's the one? Right. I mean, because every game's played at the Staples Center. You know who really loves that? The players. The players. I bet. <laughs> right. There's no. There's Sleep no in my own bed. Every night. 
But like, even if the Lakers are considered the home game, right? I'm like, can you keep Clippers fans out of the stadium? Yeah, they do all the time. They'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. <laughs> they'll figure it out. But um, I, I I like all the moves. I really feel like the Clippers did the most. Yeah. Um, I feel like the Clippers are a, a legit 10 deep. I mean, Landry Sham is not even starting anymore because of the moves that they've made. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of people realize the Clippers, I don't know what the Clippers record is going to end up at. But, like, their team hasn't even been on the floor together they're yet. They're coasting, dude. They're, they're they coasting. are coasting. They are rope-a-doping all yeah, of us. Yeah, they're coasting. And I think what you're going to see towards the end of the season, how many games do you guys think that a team really needs to have to go into the postseason and stride? 15, 20 games? Probably. They figure it out, and they go right into the playoffs coasting. Yeah, they're coasting. Imagine that starting five with – They don't like each other, though. They definitely don't like each other. They don't yeah. have to, but look who their coach is. Because the Celtics didn't like each other either. That's not true. Is it? No, it's not true. Is it, Ron? Nobody liked Rondo. But they loved Rondo. Well, the players didn't. Ray Allen, like all that well, stuff. Ray Allen, no, but Pearson Garnett loved. All him. that stuff that that happened in Boston that was able to stay under wraps, you know, until they were all gone. I think Doc keeps that team together, and I think they play basketball to play basketball. Kawhi don't say nothing. I mean, uh, Paul George hasn't played that much. Beverly's not played that much. Um, then you bring in Morris. I mean, I look at that team top to bottom, and I'm like, when they want to, there's nobody, especially from the defensive side of the floor. I mean, they got, like, all NBA guys defensively mm-hmm. on every position. Yeah. So, I still think it comes down to L.A. versus L.A. Yeah. Um, I think Houston made some moves. I don't know if it's enough to, to like you said, to be able to – to compete with those two teams, I no. mean, because the Clippers roster is like legit loaded now. Yeah, um, you know, you bring in a backup point guard like Reggie Jackson, who was, I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> a legit point guard. Yeah, I, yeah. So, um, I don't see anybody beating Milwaukee in the East. Oh yeah, I, I'm not even going to discuss the East. But what I, <laughs> what I do, what I do want to talk about, real quick, I, and I know that we we've, we've been blabbering for a while now, but what I do want to talk about is still after the All Star break. Can we say anything bad about Toronto? No, gosh, no. I'm like, yeah, they, yeah, they're sitting as the two seed after they lost Kawhi Leonard, uh, who was the Finals MVP. Yeah, they're playing great basketball. Um, I I think that it's it's crazy to me to look at look at them because I think Kawhi was there long enough to help Siakam learn how to be what Siakam is now. Um, I mean, Siakam is a guy now that can take over a game when he needs to. So, um, and Kyle Lowry has been a pleasant surprise because, you know, I wasn't really high on Kyle Lowry, but he's played he's played pretty well this year. Um, uh, Abaka's played well, so I mean, they've got some they've got some guys there that 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 team is playing well. And uh, Fred VanVleet um, is another one. Um, those guys have played well together. Uh, to be 41 and 15 and seven games out, which you know them in Boston are, are right there at two and three, um, but Toronto's been a pleasant surprise. You lose a guy like Kawhi, and you think there's going to be a drop off, and they've actually played better. So I do um, in the East. I think the first five teams in the East mm-hmm. are fairly comparable to each other, minus Milwaukee. Yeah, uh, I'm really. And producer Tim and I were talking about this before we started. I really think that Boston has the the 
I think Boston has the the DNA mm-hmm. to be the one team that can probably compete with Milwaukee because they have five guys that can take a game over at any given point. Um, Jalen Brown got his money. Jalen Brown's averaging 20 points a game. Hayward's averaging close to 20 points a game. Mm-hmm. Kimba's averaging over 20 points a game. Tatum's averaging over 20 points a game. I mean, they got four 20-point scorers on their team, yeah. which tells me that ball moves. Yeah. And, you know, if you try to stop one person on that team, somebody else lights you up. Right. And I saw Jason Tatum kicking into a different gear right before the All-Star game. Yeah. If he stays at that level, they're going to be tough. He's tough to beat. Yeah, they're tough uh, to beat. The other team, I think, um, I think Miami might be a pretender. I don't, I don't know if when they get into a seven-game series with somebody, if they can compete with those other three teams. Right. But Philly is the one team that you we, we all know that when basketball goes to the playoffs, it slows down. Mm-hmm. It becomes more of a half-court game. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's better positioned to play that game than Philly with Embiid feeding the rock down to the big fella? And then you got all those shooters out there with him. With uh, yeah, Just Harris. Depends on what it, it depends and, on which Embiid you get, though. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean remember last year he was sick. Yeah, but like when he was in the game, he was dominant. Yeah, so. Again, you're right. I, I just think Milwaukee right now, my son thinks that Milwaukee's going to break Golden State's win record. Uh, that means they could only they can, they can only they, lose. They have to go undefeated the rest of the season. Right. Um, <laughs> 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 but, um, I mean, anything's possible. Absolutely. Well, man, shoot, this has been fun. I'm glad we're back in the saddle. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, the, this, this last couple months here of the NBA is – is where it's at, man. This is why we do it. So uh, we want to thank you guys for hanging in with us because of the technical issues. Uh, but we got that fixed. We are back, and we are ready to go. Um, like I said, we uh, we will drop tomorrow. Uh, we got 48 minutes dropping Wednesday, LR Bridge dropping Friday. We've got a live event coming up on March 18th at Braxton Brewery. Um, we've got uh, producer Tim going to New York for the Big East Tournament. Um, we've got a lot of things going on. Oh yeah. Oh, ho, 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 ho. yeah. We, uh, producer Tim will be out of town. So we are going to have a shack episode. If you saw our socials of the list, uh, yeah, of the list. We, if you saw our socials, um, you saw that, uh, we're trying to name Shaq's best teammates that would make the best top five starting five. Um, so of course Shaq has played with pretty much everybody. So uh, trying to narrow it down to the top five teammates or top five hey, starting five. Tim, with Shaq. Are we allowed to use the movie Blue Chips? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we can use Blue Chips, All Stars, or Oh, ah. So so yeah, we're gonna have some Shaq episodes here uh, from Shaq callers in 48 minutes. So uh, look for those to drop in the next couple weeks. Um, we're super excited. Uh, check us out on our socials at 48 Minutes NTWRK. Um, make sure you check us out on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, check us out on at Large Bid, uh, at Large Bid, the at sign. Large Bid is uh, the Twitter ha- At Large Bid 1 is the Twitter handle. Uh, make sure you check them out. They'll be at all uh, local college events. Um, thank you guys for listening and take care.